I said, are you ready? I got a word to deliver today. And as I shared in Cutler, if you weren't here on Wednesday, I want to encourage you to go back and watch our Wednesday night teaching. We began a new series for Wednesday night uh, entitled, His Earthly Beginning, My New Beginning. His Earthly Beginning, My New Beginning. Because I believe in this season there is a need for hope. People need to know that regardless of what you're dealing with, regardless of where you're at right now, there's hope through Jesus Christ. And that's what we get to celebrate as the church of Jesus Christ is that we're never in a situation in which we are hopeless or helpless because the helper and the hope of glory has come. And so today I want to share with you the first part of a message series entitled A Christmas Present Wrapped in a Person. Uh, And we're going to focus on a passage out of the Old Testament that was written 700 years before Jesus came and was born in Bethlehem's manger. This prophetic word was given concerning him. The prophet Isaiah speaks of a gift of divine grace to sinners in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. It says, for unto us, notice the wording, it says, a child is born. Unto us, notice the wording, a son is given. One part has to do with Jesus' humanity. The other part has to do with his divinity. His humanity is seen in the words, a child is born. His divinity is seen in the words, a son is given. Because he is the eternal son of God. What you and I need to understand today, that Jesus was more than a mere man. And he's more than a man. He is the God man. He is a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God at the very same time. And this is what Isaiah is alluding to both his humanity and his divinity. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And notice, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever the zeal of the lord of hosts will perform this again this is a prophecy concerning the birth of jesus christ the anointed one the savior his birth would happen in a definite place and in a definite time in history in a unique and marvelous way to appreciate what it means That Jesus is called wonderful. We must understand two important facets of the term. First, a wonder by definition is a miracle. A wonder is by definition a miracle. If something is full of wonder, it is beyond human ability. It is something supernatural, miraculous. If something is wonderful, it is beyond what we are able to do. Therefore, the Lord is wonderful because He is the Son of God accomplishing miracles that only He can do. And second, if something is full of wonder, it is beyond human reasoning. It may be so wonderful and godly that we cannot sense it. 
or see it, but can only know that it is true, that we, but can only trust that it is true. And so when Isaiah speaks of wonderful counselor, he's talking about the wonder, the one who is wonder filled. In other words, he is able to do things supernaturally and miraculously that will leave you awestruck in wonder. But he's also the one that does things that will blow your mind. But what you and I need to understand about the wonderful counselor is this, that we, when we think of counselor, we think of somebody that gives us counsel or advice. And what we need to understand about the wonderful counselor, sometimes the advice, the counsel, the directive that he gives you will not make sense. But here's the thing. If you are willing to do what he tells you to do, even when it doesn't make sense, then he will do what will blow your mind. Therefore, the Lord is wonderful because He is the Son of God, accomplishing miracles that only He can do. Amen? The word wonderful in this passage, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, literally means incomprehensible. The Messiah will cause us to be full of wonder. The word is much weightier than the way it is used in normal conversation today. We say things are wonderful if they are pleasant, lovely, or the least bit likable. Jesus is wonderful in a way that is boggling to the mind. And this title, Wonderful, it is not only found in Isaiah's prophecy. The first time we discover it is in the book of Judges, chapter 13. In Judges 13, verses 17 through 18, the context is that of now there is a woman there that is barren. She's unable to have any children. But an angel of the Lord appears to her and tells her that she's going to have a child. And he tells her what she is to do, that she's to abstain from certain things while she's carrying this child. And the angel tells her that this child will be a Nazarite. And as he's growing up in her parenting of him, they are to make sure that he abstains from certain things, that he lives by the highest standards because he is going to be Israel's deliverer. And now we see in Judges 13, 17 through 18, these words, then Manoah, who happened to be the father of the coming deliverer, Samson, said to the angel of the Lord, what is your name? That when your words come to pass, we may honor you. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name? Sing, it is wonderful. The same word wonderful in Hebrew, palau, that is used here, is also used in Isaiah 9-6. And therefore, we can come to the conclusion, as many theologians have, that this angel of the Lord was actually a pre-incarnate manifestation of Jesus Christ. That he manifested himself in the form of an angelic being, and he manifested himself before his coming to be born in Bethlehem's manger. We see this. Now, what 
it's important to understand that when Jesus calls himself wonderful here in Judges, this is a thousand years before he is born in Bethlehem's manger. And when Isaiah prophesies his coming as wonderful counselor, he's prophesying 700 years before Jesus is born in Bethlehem's manger. What does this teach us? Jesus is, and Jesus has always been, and Jesus will always be. Now, there are two takeaways I want to give you related to these biblical passages, speaking of the one who is the wonderful counselor. Takeaway number one, God gives powerful promises to his people in perplexing predicaments. God gives powerful promises to his people in perplexing, confusing, chaotic, perplexing predicaments, difficulties. Now notice the context of the circumstances surrounding or existing when the promise of the wonderful counselor of God is given. Back in Judges, the context of the circumstances is communicated to us. In Judges 13.1, we read, Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. You read the book of Judges, and you see a vicious cycle. You see God's people sinning, rebelling against God, then ending under uh, oppressors and finding themselves in captivity. Then they would repent, call out to God, and then God would raise up a deliverer. And then they would be okay for a little bit, but then they would go back to sinning. And then they would find themselves under the rule of oppressor, back in captivity. Then they would repent. Then they would call out to God, and God would deliver. And this cycle would be going on over and over again throughout the book of Judges. So this is a context in which God promises a barren woman that she would give birth to one who would be known as Samson, who would be the next deliverer of God's people in that time. Then, notice the context of the circumstances in which Isaiah prophesies the coming of the wonderful counselor. And I'm going to read it out of Isaiah 9, 1-4 in the classic Amplified. Look how it reads. But in the midst of judgment, there is a promise and the certainty of the Lord's deliverance. And there shall be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, the Lord brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make it glorious by the way of the Sea of Galilee, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land, notice, of intense darkness. And the shadow of death upon them has the light shined. You, O Lord, have multiplied the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you like the joy in harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil of battle. For the yoke of Israel's burden and the staff or rod of goading their shoulders, the rod notice of their oppressor, you have broken as in the day of Gideon with Midian. So notice. It's going to be in the midst of judgment. It's going to be when the people are experiencing gloom and anguish. It's going to be when they're walking in darkness. It's going to be when they're 
dealing with intense darkness. It's going to be in the middle of them experiencing the shadow of death. Then is going to come the wonderful counselor. Why is this significant? Because you and I need to know the reason God gives us promises is for when we find ourselves in perplexing predicaments. So if you're facing a difficulty right now, I want to let you in on something. God has a tailor-made promise for you for the trouble that you're dealing with right now. God's promises are for you in the midst of your predicament, no matter what it is. Therefore, I can tell you, based on the authority of God's Word and the person and character of who He is, that regardless of what you're dealing with today, you have hope. You have help from God who promises that He will be there for you. There was a young man who once lost his name. I'm not talking to you. My phone's talking to me. A young man was once lost his job and growing somewhat desperate about his plight. And he went to see an old preacher that he knew. As he poured out his heart to the preacher, he angrily declared, I begged and begged God to say something to help me, preacher. Why doesn't God answer? The old preacher was sitting across the room, spoke a reply so quiet, the young man was unable to make it out. The young man stepped across the room. What did you say? He asked. The preacher repeated himself again in a soft tone. So the young man moved closer until he was leaning on the preacher's chair. Sorry, he said. I still didn't hear you. With their heads bent together, the old preacher spoke once more. God sometimes whispers, so we will move closer to hear him. This is why sometimes we find ourselves in the predicaments that we're in. This is why sometimes God allows us to be in the difficulty That we're experiencing because he's trying to get us to draw near and near to him. So that then we will know that he is speaking and that he does have a promise. And that he has a promise that will impart hope and help to our soul at that moment of our greatest need. And here's takeaway number two. The wonderful counselor not only gives wonder-filled advice. He acts wonderfully and miraculously. The life application points out concerning this title, Wonderful Counselor, the Life Application Bible points out, a counselor is one who is able to make wise plans, Isaiah 11.2. He is a ruler whose wisdom is beyond merely human capabilities. Unlike intelligent, Jesus walked this earth, and he taught, and he spoke. People were astounded by what he communicated. We see one of the pronunciations stated regarding Jesus speaking. We find it in John 7 verse 46 where it says, The officers answered, No man ever spoke 
like this man. Referring to Jesus. We also note when we read the Gospels that when Jesus on one occasion, he calmed the storm by speaking to it. The disciples asked among themselves, what manner or what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. We also note in the Gospels that on another occasion, after people hearing him teach, they said, we've never heard a man. Speak like this man with such authority. Well, you and I need to know that when the scripture speaks of Jesus as wonderful counselor, it's telling us that when he speaks, Everybody listens. When he speaks, earth listens. When he speaks, hell listens. When he speaks, heaven listens. When he speaks, nature listens. When he speaks, sickness listens. When he speaks, demons listen. He is the one that has all authority. And when he speaks, he is able to speak in a way that leads to whatever he's declaring and decreeing being displayed. Because he is more been a good talker. He is the miracle worker. He is the divine deliverer. He is the blessed redeemer. He is the wonderful counselor who does wonders to behold. Woo! As you know and are well aware, there's an incredible market today in the area of counseling. Many people even seek out astrologers and psychics for counsel. And advice. Listen to this counsel. Jesus Christ is the wisest man alive. He is the perfect counselor who has all the right answers all the time. What's more, he gives free. Advice. So I asked you, why wouldn't you go to him first for counsel? Because the wonderful counselor will not leave you in the dark. He'll turn the light on. He'll illuminate. He'll, he'll reveal to you what you need in order to navigate through the maze of life. You will not be stuck in your trouble. You will become unstuck when you listen to the wonderful counselor because he knows the way to take you out of what you're doing with today. And the Bible says in James 1 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. Now, my dad was a great communicator and he was also quick witted. He was quick on his feet and you wouldn't want to get into a debate or argument with my dad. Because, I mean, he was just too quick. He had an answer for everything. And so it became so uh, discouraging for even uh, certain ministers that would try to argue doctrine with him. Then, and, and, and so they started saying this saying about my dad in Spanish. No, este tiene más salidas que un cerco viejo. In other words, he has more openings than an old fence. Because he always had an out to his debating, to his arguments. And so he, and I say that because there are people that regardless of what you say, they've got an answer for what you propose. And speaking of counseling, 
I recently heard a preacher speaking of his efforts to counsel a man who was having marital trouble. He said to the man, the Bible says, husbands, love your wives. The man replied, but I do not love her anymore. Preacher then said, then love her as your sister in the Lord. He said, but I don't even think she's saved. Then the preacher said, then love her as your neighbor. He replied that he, he didn't have any intention of being her neighbor. Finally, the preacher said, then love her as your enemy. <laughs> I read about another couple that were fighting and dealing with marital issues and conflicts and arguments and disagreements. So the young man and wife decided that their only way that they could save their marriage was through counseling. Things had slipped from bad to worse as the months passed, turning their marriage into a marathon of misery. They had been at each other's throats for so long that counseling seemed to be their only hope. He was incredibly insensitive and dull, while she was hyperactive and dominant. That's never a good mix. When they arrived at the designated counselor's office, the counselor jumped right in and he opened the floor for discussion. Well, he began, what seemed to be the problem? Immediately, the husband slumped in the chair, assuming a defeated posture. He stared down at the carpet, finally managing a shrug of shoulders. He had nothing to say. In contrast, the wife, she launched immediately into her script, talking 90 miles an hour, describing all the wrongs in their marriage. I mean, she wasn't just being hysterical. She was becoming historical. She was bringing up all the failures, insensitivities, or failure to communicate from all the years and months. After 15 minutes of listening, to this non-stop wife, the counselor stood up without saying a word. He grabbed her by the shoulders, and then he gave her a kiss. I mean, he gave her a passionate kiss, sat her back down, and she was just there, stunned and silent. And the husband was like, oh. The counselor then goes back to his chair and says to the husband, listen to me, your wife needs that. At least twice a week, every week. The husband blinked, scratched his head, and said, Well, I guess I can bring her in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> oh, my, my. I knew, I knew some of you would get it. <laughs> now back to Judges chapter 13. I told you it's in Judges 13 that we first find the term wonderful related to Jesus. And I want you to notice something in Judges 13, 18 to 21. It says, and the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name seeing it as wonderful? But watch this. So Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it upon the rock to the Lord. And he did a wondrous, notice this, he did a wondrous thing. While Manoah and his wife looked on, it happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar. Watch this. The angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. 
You see, the one who is wonderful not only counseled them, because if you read the chapter, you discover that not only did he counsel the wife of what to do while she was bearing this child, the father, Manoah, asked the angel when he was able to meet with him, how do we parent this child? And he gave them advice. He's a wonder of a counselor that will give you the counsel that you need when you need it. But not only does he give good counseling, he confirms that his words are true by his deeds. And notice the wondrous thing he did. He went up in the flame without being consumed. Do do you catch it? That's miraculous. How many of you know you get in fire, you're going to be consumed. But the wonderful counselor, let me remind you, he's the one that through Isaiah also says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. He's the one that showed up in Daniel chapter 3 when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the burning fiery furnace and they weren't consumed. Why? Because there was a fourth man that join them in that fire. The wonderful counselor is the one that is saying to you, not only will I give you the counsel that you need to make it and navigate through life, but I'm the one that no matter how fiery the trial is in your life, you're not going to be consumed by it. You're not going to be burned by it. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be a shield around you. I'm your defender. I'm your protector. I'm your helper. I'm your deliverer. I'm here for you. The wonderful counselor not only gives wonder-filled advice, he acts wonderfully and miraculously. So people have posed the question, who is Jesus? Let me tell you who he is. In chemistry, he turned water into wine. In biology, he was born without the normal conception. In physics, he disproved the law of gravity when he ascended into heaven. In economics, he disproved proved the law of diminishing return by feeding 5,000 men with two fish and five loaves of bread. In medicine, he cured the sick and the blind without administering a single dose of drugs. In history, he is the beginning and he is the end. In government, he said that he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. In religion, he said that no one comes to the Father except through him. Listen to me. Who is Jesus? Jesus had no servants, yet they called him master. He had no degree, yet they called him teacher. He had no medicines, yet they called him healer. He had no army, yet kings feared him. He won no military battles, yet he conquered the world. He committed no crimes, yet he was crucified. He was buried in a tomb, but now he is alive forever. More. He is the wonderful counselor. Who is he? He's a Christmas present wrapped in a person. So I want to say to you, you may not get the gift you want this Christmas, but you can get the gift that you need that keeps on giving. His name is Wonderful Counselor. You may find yourself in a predicament. You may find yourself between a rock and a hard place. But I want you to know your Christmas doesn't have to be filled with doom and gloom. It can be filled with hope and you knowing that I have 
have the one with me, wonderful counselor, that even in my dilemma, he can deliver me. Even in my predicament, he's got a promise that he's given me, that assures me that there's nothing that I'm going through that I'm not going to get through, through him walking with me and leading the way. So let me say it again. Wonderful counselor will give you advice, counsel, or direction that will not make sense to test both your trust and obedience. If you choose to follow what the wonderful counselor tells you to do, even though it doesn't make sense, he will blow your mind in what he does in response to your obedience. He will leave you wonder-filled. <laughs> I want you to know I have found myself in circumstances way above my head. Not knowing what to do. And I've sought the Lord. And he heard my cry. And he delivered me from all my fears. But he did more than that. I sought the Lord. And he delivered me from all my troubles. Why? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers them out of them all. He's a wonderful counselor that is ready this Christmas season to deliver you. And this is why I have hope for our nation. Because in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the gloom, in the midst of the anguish, there's a people that are crying out just like they did in the day of Judges. Just like Isaiah prophesied without. There's a people that are saying, as my wife said, devil, we're not going to take what you're dishing out because it's not what God has promised. We're going for the promise. We're calling on him. And the one that we call on is more than able to give us a word. He will perform wonders to behold. Woo! Yes! Lord, we praise you. We exalt you. You are truly the reason for this season. And you're the reason why this can be a season filled with hope in our lives. Regardless of what we're dealing with or have dealt with. You're the wonderful counselor. Now there's some here today, Lord, that are in circumstances and situations, and now they realize I'm in this so that I can learn to trust and obey. I'm going to tell you what I said in Cutler. Some of us are still in circumstances because we have yet to carry out what the Lord told us to do. And the reason why we've been hesitant to carry out what He's told us to do because what He's told us to us doesn't make sense his directive we feel doesn't address 
our difficulty or dilemma. And so we don't see the connection between what he's telling us to do and what we know we need help in. And yet it's the Lord saying to us today, I haven't put you in charge of figuring out the connection between what I'm telling you to do and your dilemma or difficulty. I've called you to trust and obey even when it doesn't make sense. Through Isaiah the prophet, God says in Isaiah 119, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And so I'm going to invite right now to this altar. There's some of you, you're facing a predicament, a difficulty right now in which you would say, Pastor Angel, I need God's wisdom. I need it. And I'm willing to do whatever he tells me to do, even if it doesn't make sense. Because I realize now that when he calls me to do what doesn't make sense, it's because he wants me to experience what will blow my mind. His working, his wonder to behold. So I'm going to invite you that are here right now and those of you online that know I'm in a situation right now that requires God's wisdom and I want it and I need it and whatever he tells me to do I'm ready to do it if that's you I want to invite you to come forward right now this is your moment and then there's others of you. You need a wonder. You need a miracle in your life. I want you to know I believe that God is a God of miracles as he was in Bible days. He is now. And we believe in the power of prayer. And we've been praying this weekend for God to do more than give a word. We've asked him to demonstrate his works miracle signs and wonders because we've seen him do it we believe he's changed not if you need that you come as well we're going to pray with you we're going to believe we're going to contend with you we're going to come in agreement as this song is sung by pw i want you to make your way forward if you need wisdom and you know you need it and your heart is ready to do whatever he tells you to do come if you need a miracle, you need a divine miracle of God, I want you to come as well.